Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of Mark My Words. I am Mark Schmidt, and today I am talking to somebody who I have known for three years now. I was just thinking about it this morning. Like, wow, I can't believe how fast that time is gone. And this is Laura Malik. She is a real estate agent and real estate coach. And she's a lot more than that to me and my wife. She's played a huge role in where we're at, like literally where I'm sitting right now. I would probably not be here without her. We met her, Laura, three years ago at an open house, just random open house we went to. And you know, things in life happen for a reason sometimes. And I think somehow we were, because of the universe, we were directed your way and uh, it was meant to be, you know, we were just starting our path of looking for a house and didn't really have anybody to represent us, but that all changed. We knew right away how amazing Laura was and uh, she from there uh, helped us along in our journey and now here we are. So welcome to well, I believe it's going to be the second episode of this podcast. Thanks for taking Thank uh, some time out of your crazy busy schedule. I mean, you know, we had this book last week. You're so busy. We missed each other. And then I I almost made the same mistake today. So, you know, we kind of got each other back on that. But, uh, yeah, how, how are you doing today, Laura? Yeah, I'm excited to be here. I'm doing well. Thank you. I think it shows one thing that it may be a crazy life, but it's all about having it time blocked because uh, then you can kind of make it all happen and do that counterbalance of life. And I know that's something you're really big on is uh, blocking out time and, you know, just making sure that you're balancing everything as well as you can, because even though you consider yourself a real estate agent, real estate coach, you consider yourself an entrepreneur. Is that, mm-hmm. you describe yourself as that? Yeah, absolutely. We do take a spin on it and say, um, like, we're also like business owners. So making sure that we're doing, um, you know, doing things purposefully and smart. But yes, it's still very entrepreneur because at the end of the day, you know, I'm my own boss. So. Yeah. And I know that you have referred to yourself on social media as not only a real estate coach, but an entrepreneur. And once you started saying entrepreneur, like you know she's right she blocks off her pretty much your own schedule even though you you still do work under an actual company that's not your own correct yes as real estate agents you can choose if you're not a broker you do need to work for a broker Mm -hmm. Um, but it's really just hanging your license there and then what you do with your business your broker can help all brokers are different on what they'll actually help you with so for me, Keller Williams has been a huge impact um, because they have a lot of coaching, training, and leadership opportunities. Um, but at the end of the day, like I'm still the one that's you know hustling, grinding, and you know creating where I what I've created. And that's really on par with what a lot of people are trying to do now in this uh, era that we live in. Everybody's trying to find a way to kind of like work for themselves or buy back some of their time and that's something that you have done in my opinion very successfully 
over the past few years, but your life, as far as I know, it wasn't always like that. You were more of a nine-to-fiver, kind of like I still am. Mm -hmm. And uh, really, you've come a long way. I mean, you're the first person I've ever met from South Dakota. And, uh, <laughs> not many of us leave. <laughs> yeah, that's not something that uh, you run into every day as somebody who lives, like, on the East Coast. So mm -hmm. what, mm -hmm. what kind of, like, made you want to move from South Dakota to Maryland? Uh, it's actually really funny because I remember being, um, like, a senior looking to, like, where I wanted to go to college. I've always had a thing for the East Coast. Um, I couldn't really tell you why because we never visited or anything. And this story also really shows, like, how powerful, like, your mind can be without you even knowing it. And I remember looking at going to colleges in Maryland, and it was ridiculously expensive being out of state. So I actually chose Colorado um, just because it was cheaper, but it was just kind of something new. More opportunity is what I felt, and I wanted to spread my wings. Um, and then I met my husband, who's actually from New Jersey, so from the East Coast, and uh, he's a firefighter. So with that career, you join a fire department, it's in your best interest to stay at that department. You lose your rank if you ever switch to fire departments. So we knew we had to be in an area where he was going to spend the rest of his 25 to 30 years at a fire department. So we chose um, the D.C. area. And for that reason, I knew that a career path was in front of me. I didn't know what it looked like. And I knew I wanted to have opportunity. So if I was ever unhappy, we had a full radius of being able to move with keeping him at the same firehouse. And then oddly enough, we ended up in Maryland. So I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I put that thought in my head at 18 about Maryland. And then here we are. <laughs> well, you guys chose a beautiful state to live in. I haven't been through the whole country, but... This one of the more beautiful states I've been in. So, and yeah, like especially said, the Frederick area. And like we found Frederick, and it had its mountains and the you know the trails and downtown Frederick area. I was like, yep, I'm sold. <laughs> oh yeah, and driving through the mountains like I do every day. I come from D.C. where everything is so hustle and bustle. I come home, it's like ah, oh, it's all worth it. So <laughs> I'm sure you feel the same way. Yeah. Uh, so you came from South Dakota, life circumstances kind of played into, okay, this is where I'm going to be. I'm going to settle here. And then once you made that decision, career-wise, what were you in the middle of? What were you doing? So I was in the medical field um, doing more like office manager, practice administrator. Uh, when getting into the industry, I was in it for about eight years and I worked myself all the way up to the top to be running the medical office as a small office. And um, at the time, it's, you know, it's a eight to five, nine to five job. And I had Savannah, my oldest, and she was two. Um, and with Mike's schedule, it's 24 hour shift work um, like every other day and then four days off. His schedule is constantly rotating. Um, and I worked my way up to the top and I was miserable. <laughs> I was working for somebody else that was deciding how much money I should make. I was working for someone who, you know, nothing against him, but didn't respect, you know, my time. Um, you know, if I didn't get out of the office at a certain time, then he was done with his day, wanted, you know, to talk and keep talking, you know, after five o'clock and things like that. And I really felt like I wasn't showing up um, as like the leader I wanted to be because I was so dependent on my husband's schedule. 
So like if he was late, then I was late showing up. And then I felt guilty for those, you know, that were there because as a leader, I felt like I should be there. Um, and so I was just really unhappy. And there was actually um, a pivotal time. I specifically remember it in the living room with my husband. And he said, you know, I can't be happy for you. He's like, but I can help support your happy. And he's like, so I don't know what that's going to take. He was like, but you have to make a decision. And so it took me three years to make the jump into real estate. I actually, Savannah was born. And then I guess she was three was when I made the decision. What do you have to lose? Like, I was so unhappy. What was I going to lose? And so I got licensed. <laughs> and I think a lot of us go through phases like that, especially as we get older. You know, we come out of college and we all have our field that we were in and we have that mindset that, okay, that's where I'm going to be. That's what I'm going to do. And then you find out that you change and you grow and life happens. As you have pointed out, a lot of things happen. A lot of changes went on mm -hmm. in your life that brought you to that crossroads of, okay, do I want to just continue doing what I'm doing and know and just kind of be unhappy and put up with all this stuff or do I want more? Do I deserve more? And I mm -hmm. feel like you not only had that epiphany, you followed through on it. You said, you know what? I am going to follow through. I am going to do something about this. Mm -hmm. And I, I really can relate to that because I feel like when I had my buyout package come my way a few years ago, it was like just corporate, corporate, corporate. Just wanted to climb the ladder. It's all I'm thinking. But then I had all this time where it's like, you know, there's more to life than just climbing the corporate ladder. What about all those things that I wanted to do with my life? There's, you know, I'm not doing things for me. And I mm -hmm. feel like you had a similar epiphany where it's like, look, I have family and I just have needs in general that just aren't getting met. Like I want to have a fuller life. Mm -hmm. You found that real estate could be the ticket as far yeah. as that goes. Mm -hmm. What about it before even getting into it? What about it? Did, did you, like what spoke to you that you said, you know what? I think this is going to work for my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's actually an interesting story and in how like your mind plays such a huge impact on your decisions. I, I really think I wanted just to get into it more of like for a lot of people do like freedom and flexibility and, you know, having bought like your, my second house, like I was very interested in what the real estate did. I remember asking him a lot of questions. Um, and I feel that that is kind of a common thread. And it's funny though, because I tell the story now about agents who are looking to get into the business because I want to help them because I was that person once too. Um, I, as you know, I don't have a sphere here. I didn't have people who liked, knew, and trusted me. I knew about 15 people or less and got into real estate. And the Laura I know now, I would never speak to her, but I look at her, I'm like, wow, you are really crazy for getting into real estate because you need to know people that need to buy or sell. Like they're not just Googling Laura Malik. Like, um, and so I'm glad that I didn't have that limited belief. Um, I'm glad that I just, you know, didn't think that I couldn't succeed. And so, you know, I jumped in. I think a huge part of it's definitely Keller Williams because 
the real estate license is nothing like the business and how to build your business and find the, the potential clients. Um, and so, yeah, so I made the, the jump over and figured out open houses was a way to find those that I didn't quite know, um, but could earn their trust. And you're a perfect example of that. <laughs> oh yeah. I definitely right away, as soon as we met you, it was like just so weird how everything worked out. Cause that particular house that felt like home to me. And even though that wasn't a home that we wound up moving into, we learned a lot. And not only that, but we just right away, we felt like, wow, this is somebody that we just feel really good about. We feel like we trust them. And I think that in itself, because even though you didn't know anybody, I think what you bring as a person, I think it says a lot about how you earned our trust and how successful you've been. Because I think other people are picking up on that. And I'm getting a little bit off the, the trail here, but I mean, I, I think sometimes uh, somehow life has a way of, uh, you know, just telling us what direction to go in. And I, I think life, for whatever reason, just spoke to you. And I think just the idea of getting older and learning and trial and error, I think that plays a big part. I know it has for me and sounds like that's played a big part for you as well. Yeah, absolutely. And it's more just, it's ways of how are you going to connect with people? So I was definitely like an in-person thing. So it was like, okay, who can I know? Who can I start talking to? And how can I find people that do need help that aren't connected? And if we connect, then, you know, I'm able to help them. So did you find yourself to be a big networker or a good networker? before you got into this? No. <laughs> um, and I still wouldn't say that I'm the best networker, um, but I'm really great at building rapport and sphere. <laughs> and I'm a firm believer on really running the business that fits you, which is how I got into coaching too. Cause there's tons of ways to build a business, no matter if you're basically in a lead generation business, whether you're in real estate or something else, it's always about who you know. You know, even today I bought a product because of someone who I trust said that it was good. It's this, you know, people go with who they trust. They go with referrals, things like that. Um, so it's just a matter of finding what works for you. So for me, it was like open houses and door knocking and then just really making um, a name for myself in the community has been a big thing for me. Um, and then naturally it's just growing that way. So is there any particular thing other than all the things you're talking about? You say you made a name for yourself, which it's obviously pretty important when you're basically going into business for yourself and you're trying to be a successful real estate agent. Uh, is there anything else that you could say as far as like making a name for yourself? Like what would you say is the key to that? Uh, well, I think first definitely think it always comes back to like mindset and belief in yourself and then really like, you know, what's your goals or what's your mission? Um, and so kind of thinking big and then being able to break that down to see what that looks like. Um, so I just like, you know, really focusing small, focusing in like the Frederick County and Washington County, you know, areas um, instead of, 
you know, all over the place. Um, I live in, you know, Walkersville area. So just getting involved with schools and, you know, what's going on in the town, things like that. And then I'll say social media um, has been a huge impact as well, because it's, it's a great way to connect with people quickly um, and remind them that, you know, if they have any real estate needs, whether it's a contractor or should they paint this wall or not, or if they need to refinance or, you know, purchase that they're thinking of me to help them in any way. Um, and I would say that social media has a big presence too. Yeah. I have been following you on social media for quite a long time. And I love your stories because you're always talking about mindset and the, just having a good attitude. You just posted something before, uh, we got on this call that I thought was great and just, uh, let me see if I can get into it. Hopefully it won't go away. It's story <laughs> two. Yes, keys to a successful life. I'm not going to read all these off, but whether you come up with the material or you just find it, I don't, I don't know how you find a lot of these great things you post. Well, it's all about, you know, like growth mindset. So it's, you know, it's reading. And then I follow certain things on Instagram because it really matters what you're reading, who's surrounding your, yourself with um, is helping you grow. And so those are, I agree with all like seven of those. I think the, the two biggest ones, definitely your mindset, like success is 90% mindset. And once I figured that out, um, it's been, it's just rocked my world. And then the second piece that's really helped me is gratitude. I think people are thankful, but they never um, naturally do gratitude. And I even do gratitude towards myself where I pat myself on the back because I'm very, very hard on myself. Um, and it's held me back at times or it's giving me really negative thoughts before inside my head. Um, and I really broke through that at the end of the year of I'm always looking ahead and we really need to take time to look at where we've come, who we've helped, you know, and who we were. And we need to appreciate that. Yeah, I know for myself, it's taken me a long time as I got a random phone call from Las Vegas there. Now, now I see you again. Uh, so it's taken me a long time to give myself gratitude. And I know I've obviously have had a much different path than you and I think most people I meet have had, but... I struggled with that for many years, just even as being successful and, you know, getting promotions or whatever, I just always was like, no, it's not good enough. I got to keep going. I got to keep pushing. And mm -hmm. it actually wasn't until I left my job that I had for uh, that 10 year period, the job that brought me to this area. And it took me until that point when I started thinking more inwardly and working for myself, even though I still do work for somebody. Mm -hmm. uh, I started giving myself more of a pat on the back and kind of have been going a lot more easy on myself and I've really changed my own mindset. So mm -hmm. I don't know the journey with mindset is something that is something you just decided boy, I see a lot of people not showing more gratitude for what they have or not having a good mindset. I'm going to try and promote that. Or if there was something in your own path that said, you know, was maybe an epiphany that you 
change your mindset at some point. I think it was a lot of the, the coaching and training that's available through Keller Williams. Um, they have like, it's called like these bold laws. Um, and they're, they're just like motivation, motivating like messages. Like one of them is my favorite was like, um, change the way you look at things and the things you look at change. And so I just found myself if I ever, cause it's, it's natural. It's okay and natural to go to a negative thought. The first one you can't control, but you can control the second one. And so when I became aware of that first thought and didn't soak into that negativity and like, okay, how can I change my mindset on this? Or how can I change this to being, you know, positive? Um, one of my favorites was, I know we, we were traveling to Disney, like that's an amazing opportunity. And we had like, you know, two car seats, like, you know, three bags, like a toddler, a baby. And like, you know, you, you almost want to go the negative route. And I was like, we're going to Disney. <laughs> like, that's not a time to be negative because traveling with kids is hard. Um, so that's where I feel like it, it started. Um, and I also feel it's growth. I, I feel naturally, my mom actually gave me something it's, it's what started my journey again. So maybe two or three years ago, she brought me my senior book. Senior obviously was a big year for me. And I, I wrote this letter to myself of where I wanted to be in 10 years. And I was reading through it. It was just this like, you know, positive, you can be anywhere you want to be, like spread your wings and fly. Um, and I was like, where did that person go? And so for me, I think it's just, you know, we, I went to college and then I got, you know, into my nine to five. And then I had, you know, a child that I forgot about myself and I forgot about growth. And I was like, who is this? And so I just was like, I want her back. And so then I just started reading and I'm very careful on who I surround myself with. Um, just making sure that people, you know, who I admire and who I want to, you know, be with and that are helping me take myself to the next level. That's so amazing that you had that it took for that type of flashback to look at the version of Laura quote unquote that you were mm -hmm. back then and you're like you know somewhere along the line I I don't know if I want to say you lost your way but that's a heck of a thing to say to somebody you lost well your way. I think you get everyone gets stuck in the busy yeah. You know, everyone, we all, we, we are in today's society, everyone. So you get stuck and you're busy. And so then if you're purposely not thinking about yourself or your growth or where you're at, like you just get into the, the grind of waking up, we get ready, we go to work, you know, we have dinner, what's next? Like family events, if you have children, it puts a difference in on it. And we're just so stuck in this busy instead of like, are we growing? And I, when you talk about all this, it makes me think of that first 10 years in corporate America, it's like, okay, you get sucked in, you have your job, you're going through your day to day, you buy into whatever you're doing, you want to climb the ladder, and mm -hmm. then there's this other version of you, the version that all those years of growing up and maturing, you become who you are in your core, and because life just happens you, whether you want it to or not, maybe you lose sight of that a little bit. And mm -hmm. that's the interesting thing to me of evolving and growing and just, you know, getting into like the heart of adulthood because you go to college, you have all these ideas, maybe some idealism thrown in there. You land that job, 
you're doing great, you feel great, you feel like you've made it, but then something happens along the way where you're like, okay, I gotta take a step back and look at myself. I have to think about my happiness, what makes me happy? And then you jump into that next phase where you start working on filling on that, like you change your, it's almost like you have that perception, there's this middle part, and then you gain it back. It's almost like a perception sandwich, almost, mm-hmm. for lack of a, that's kind of a weird way to put it, but I'm being <laughs> creative well. with this. But, yeah. uh, no, that's uh, really amazing that, you know, you took the time to dig in and see all that, mm-hmm. and now you're doing really great, and you're you're an entrepreneur. I mean, did you think in your wildest <laughs> dreams that you could be able to call yourself an entrepreneur? No. No, I didn't ever. And I wouldn't change it for the world. Like the real estate industry is adjusting and changing and the agents aren't going away, but the industry is getting shaken right now. And I was still like, if for some reason I didn't want to help buyers and sellers, like I would forever be an entrepreneur and find the next thing. It's an amazing journey. (laughs) Well, give me a few advantages, like a few pros to being an entrepreneur. What's good about being you day to day? What's good? Well, I like having, you know, it's, you have to say it's careful. I mean, it depends on what everyone's looking for. So with my husband's schedule, the 24 hour shift schedule, this has been nothing but perfect for us because with an entrepreneur style, like you're not a nine to five. So your hours could really be different or it is up to you at the end of the day. So if you have to put the 10 hours in or the whole weekend or, you know, the two you know weeks in a row, it's on you. So you just have to have the drive, the passion and the goal, and then always be looking at like, okay, how can I get better? How can I get different? How can I get smarter about this? Um, so for me, it really works because I do like to have the freedom and the flexibility. Um, and I don't mind working the odd schedule. And I'm also a firm believer as long as you, it's all about like the, the basics. Success is very simple. It's just not easy. And so when you really focus on the basics, which is like time blocking, um, I'm a very strategic time blocker to make sure that I have that family time, personal time and work time. Um, because if not, then why are you working if you're not spending it, you know, with your family or the people that you love. And then I also think it's making sure that you know what about your work takes you to the next level, because that's your most important percent. That's your 20% that you always need to be focused on. Um, yeah. And that's why I think it's amazing. (laughs) And you would say that your schedule works for you. You don't work for your schedule. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like tomorrow I get the opportunity um, to go down to DC with, uh, you know, my daughter for her field trip and I don't have to think twice. I don't have to ask anybody else. I just need to make the adjustment in my schedule. So, you know, that business doesn't drop. Um, but I get to be completely flexible of what I get to say yes to and what I get to say no to. And that is exactly why I work as hard as I do on my days off. Cause I want that life too. And mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people out there who may want that life and they don't even really know that consciously. Yeah. And that's, that's what doing a podcast like this and that's what having a guest like you on this podcast is all about is to try to hopefully get people to think about that a little more because 
it took for me to have all these changes. And you met me right when I was in the middle of all these changes. I still feel like I'm in the middle of all these changes. uh, But sometimes that's the norm. Like when I heard like get comfortable being uncomfortable, like that's okay. You know, like we're always changing. We're always evolving. If, If things are steady, then they're boring and you're not growing is what they say. Oh yeah. And I totally agree with that. And, uh, that has been the story of my life for probably about four years now. So mm-hmm. I can totally relate. And big inspiration, everything that you're saying in that regard, big inspiration as to why I'm doing what I'm doing on my own time is to create that kind of life. Mm-hmm. So we know what you have something to say. Did you have a thought? Oh, no. I just know that piggybacking off of that, um, like, even though I am in real estate, there, like, for those in your, that, like, the listeners that you have, there's so many different avenues and opportunities to be able to work for yourself, like, and so that's part of my mission is, like, my next step is to help people, like, find their happy because you're not stuck. Like, you can be, someone once said, it's actually the founder of Keller Williams, Gary Keller, he says, you can be anywhere you want to be in five years. And this is my fifth year going into real estate. And it's like, I have, you know, the schedule that I want. I don't have to miss anything of my daughters that I don't want to, you know, I have personally chosen to triple my income and, you know, I did it along the way. Like five years ago, I was in a complete different spot. Like anybody can do it. You just have to decide that you want to make that change. And that sometimes is the hardest part is just putting in the energy and having the courage Mm-hmm. well to say I want change because mm-hmm. you have to have the courage and you have to actually have the energy it can't be something that turns into a pattern where you complain about life but you don't <laughs> actually do anything there's a lot of people out there like that and drives me nuts but <laughs> that's the way of the world I guess mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yes it's very true I agree with you <laughs> so you've Told me the pros of your life. Are there any cons? Mm. You know, I don't think there's cons as long as you have the right people alongside of you. I do feel like I had a lot of growing last year. Last year was like a big growth as my business took um, like up to the next level. And I took on the, um, the opportunity to help coach other agents. I think um, I kind of got rid of the cons because I did feel lonely. Um, sometimes I do think, and actually I um, do an accountability with two other female women that are not in real estate that own their own businesses. And so I think in the entrepreneur world, you can get lonely. So don't get lonely by finding other people that are entrepreneurs um, and holding each other accountable because you don't have to have a partnership or go into business with someone. That's not going to take the loneliness away. It's who are you surrounding yourself with? Like who is doing it better than you? who's doing it, you know, maybe the same or different. And, you know, can you pick, can you learn off of them? I feel like that kind of closed my loneliness gap. Cause at one point I was like, I don't want to do this by myself. And a coach was like, you're not, you're not doing it yourself. You have me, you have this person, you have this person, like think differently on what your team looks like. Um, and then for me, um, you know, the, you're your own boss and the entrepreneur, sometimes like it might not ever stop like especially with real estate, something really could come up every day. Um, So I just really became specific on time blocking, 
um, educating when I, you know, clients when I was available or when I wasn't, and then making sure there was backup so that, you know, everyone's always taken care of, that it doesn't always have to be me. Um, that helped that piece. Otherwise, I know last spring I was like, I worked hard. And so now I'm like, okay, how can I work smarter and deliver the same, you know, great customer service and package, but not have it be all me. So you mentioned about uh, bonding with other entrepreneurs and doing things that make you feel less alone. Mm -hmm. Do you do anything else? Because I know some entrepreneurs that I've met online just through social media, they'll actually go to specific uh, offices or I don't know what exactly they call them, but places where you can, uh, like, workspace. I, I don't even know how I would describe Oh, it. yeah, those. Yeah. No, yeah, I don't do that because even then, like, you're, you might be around people, but you still feel, like, alone in your business. Yeah. So, like, being able to talk to someone about, like, what's going on in your business, like, what struggles are you having, or mm -hmm. do you feel like you're working a lot, or you're not getting anywhere, or are you hitting a wall? And if you feel like you don't have anyone to talk to because you're on your own right now, like, that's where, like, kind of that loneliness can pick in. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that's where I just make sure I surround myself with entrepreneurs as well because they they understand like you, it's a different, it's a different mindset and a different life. <laughs> it, it definitely is just from the little bit that I work at home. I know how it feels. It can get to feeling a little bit lonely at times. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. to have that I'm sure is really amazing. And if I ever go full time with working from home, that's something I absolutely plan to do. I think right now for me to have just the amount of alone time I get is like a good thing. It's like, ah, but definitely can relate to how you feel about that because it can get very lonely when mm -hmm. you're plugging away at home and a month or two goes by and, you know, there's just, you feel like you're just all alone. So yeah. that's great that you found that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and you always just need someone because being your own boss can also be very dangerous because <laughs> you can definitely let yourself off the hook um, or come up with reasons or excuses. And not to say that's good or bad, but it's nice to have some type of like I have a you know a coach for myself, and then of course I coach other agents, um, and then either this also this women's group that accountability group I'm a part of. We're always like pushing each other and like, you know, did you hit your goal? Like, you know, what did you want to, you know, work smarter in? What were you, what was your focus this week? Cause at the end of the day, when you're reporting it to someone, it just, it, it's a mindset thing. It helps you make sure that you're going to do it versus like, Oh man, but you know, X, Y, Z happened and I didn't get to it and that's okay. It helps make sure that that, that's, that doesn't happen on repeat. <laughs> and the thing is so great before I hit record, you talked about, your day today being a little more of a, I guess a little more of a day for you, a little more laid back, which is why we were able to fit this in in the first place. And mm -hmm. that is the power that you have with the life you've built up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, very for whatever reasons and I think it's natural for a lot of people but can be hard on myself so then you know like yes today I was almost hard on myself but I looked at my week last week and I, I put quite a few hours in last week um but I was you know in the mode in the momentum things needed to be done and so it, you know giving yourself grace saying 
it's okay today. You know, I'll pick up where I need to tomorrow. And that comes in a, uh, a good connection to what we were talking about earlier. Just being easy on yourself is a big challenge. You know, we're all programmed in this day and age to work so hard and mm-hmm. to push so hard and to be the best, make the most money. Everything has to be so much to the grind. And it's, we need more of that kind of mindset where, you know what, it's okay to pat yourself on the back for mm-hmm. where you're at. It's okay to take a little time for you. And it doesn't mean that you're turning into a lazy person or <laughs> exactly. anything like that. It just means that you're actually, like, giving yourself the love that you deserve. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. as somebody who never gave themselves any love but now does that a lot more that's definitely a message that i want to get out there and i think it's great that you promote that all the Mm -hmm. time Mm -hmm. something i i try to promote at least when i'm using social media to the ability to the the lengths that you do i I get kind of lazy that's something i actually am lazy with but um (laughs) it's hard work social media is hard It's actually interesting because I have been trying to, you know, I would like to say that I'm, you know, vulnerable and want to open up and because we are as a society very hard on ourselves. And so I've been doing that and, you know, getting good feedback and things like that, but you never know who, who you're motivating or who you're changing. And I actually got a um, a text message from my sister-in-law and she wanted me to like to recommend, recommend a book, what she was going through. And she was like, you just seem to have it all together. And I was like, it's not that I have it all together. It's that I give myself grace. You know, if I didn't cook dinner for the evening and we had, you know, pancakes and eggs, like I'm just giving myself grace like that we had breakfast for dinner. Like that's all, that's how I look like I have it all together is we can't be perfect and we can't do it all. And you know, that's an interesting topic that you're touching on there because you put yourself out there on social media and I think on social media, depending on how we use it, we tend to look at certain people's lives like, you know, you've got so much going for you and you're putting it out there and it looks amazing. I mean, just as somebody who visits often on your stories and stuff, how do you respond to, I guess, the perception of that versus like the reality when people give you that kind of feedback or the feedback I just gave you. How do you Mm -hmm. feel about the reality versus like the perception of all that? Perception. Um, That, I guess it just makes me even want to perfect it even more on being more motivational that you can look like this too. Like I'm, I am real and I am honest and I have tough days. Um, And yet I've just really, really learned to have a lot of self-love and a lot of grace. And so I want that for others, you know, and I hear it sometimes in others like mom groups and things like that. And they're so tough on themselves. And um, so I'd like to figure out how to deliver that message even better that like, you know, we are enough, like everyone, everyone is amazing and you're doing the best that you can. And if not, you can make a commitment tomorrow to do something a little bit better. And I have seen you be real about, Oh man, woof. I'm glad this 
week is over or boy, I'm really like, I've got so much on my plate. So mm-hmm. you're not necessarily sugarcoating your no. life. You, you are being pretty real. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if perhaps that part of it gets overlooked and, uh, well, I think it's because um, I definitely spin it very positively, too. Yeah. Because um, that is the way you should handle it. Um, but I feel like sometimes, you know, everyone does. Usually they just share all the good. Um, so I am sharing a tough spot, and it's not for, you know, like for people to feel sorry for me or things like that. So I spin it positive. I'm like, hey, here's how I overcame it. Because I also think we live in a society where sometimes people get in the mindset of, you know, why me or, you know, kind of victimize themselves. And, you know, no one's life is perfect. Everyone is dealt different cards and some cards are harder than others. And yet it's your life. So you just have to, you know, compare yourself to yourself is really all what I do now. And social media makes that really challenging because we naturally are comparing ourselves to others. And you just can't do that. You don't know their journey. You don't know their story. You know, like you don't know how hard it was for me, you know, adjusting to the firefighter schedule with kids, you know, like. You don't know what other people are going through. I mean, I can only imagine because I follow that part of your story a lot too. <laughs> and, I mean, I know my life already works a lot of long hours, but it's nothing compared to uh, the challenges that you have. And uh, I know you have a few uh, positive spins on how to deal with that. And uh, yeah. I think the biggest thing on that, whether it's children or whatever it is, is not being afraid to ask for help. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are afraid to ask for help and I, I have to have help. <laughs> so like I yeah. have a tribe, I have like three babysitters and I have three moms that are willing to help me, you know, and I have backup or we get home chef, you know, I'm always just like, who can help? How can we make this work? Um, you know, and always just finding a solution. Well, as far as I'm concerned, you're really, uh, whether you're having a good day or a bad day or you have a challenge or you're cruising along, you're <laughs> doing like a really great job of yeah. just juggling it all. So well, I appreciate that. I definitely think there was, I'm actually um, like beginning to write my journey because it's funny that you say that and I, and I am vulnerable and open, but there are definitely some, some tougher stuff that I went through last year that I didn't necessarily open up. Um, to others about just how you know the journey can be so tough and lonely and it was at a pivotal point where it's not that I wanted to get out of real estate but I was like something is not working Um, and it was it was going to you know like people above me to be like what was in my way and basically I was hitting a ceiling and I also wasn't I wasn't looking at my journey behind and telling myself how great I was. I was kind of doing the thing that is so natural is comparing myself to others. I was like, well, they're here and they're doing this and this person's doing this. And instead it was like accepting my own journey and being happy with right where I am, knowing that's right where I'm supposed to be. was a, a pivotal point. And that's really the key is just forgetting about who's doing this or that and just focus on you. And I know some people might view that as a selfish thing, but it's selfish in a good way, I think. Yeah. Well, and you just can't because you can't jump to where that person is because you do have to go through your own journey to really learn from it, respect it, and understand it. You know, so it's like if you just jump from zero to 100, 
you're not going to have all those wins and losses to make you that person who could handle where that, you know, where the next person is. And so just accepting your journey has been a big thing for me. Well, speaking of your journey, what are your goals for the future? What do you see coming up on the horizon? Yeah. Um, well, I feel like I, um, had a lot of clarity on like a big, my, like my big mission or big why, if anyone's ever said that it can be very hard to kind of figure out like your big why. Um, and I feel like I figured that out and it's really to, I've kind of said it, you hear me say it, but really helping others get out of their own way to like find their happiness, you know, through coaching and motivating. So I want to grow my real estate um, team just to a small team so that I can step out and just run it and they can service the clients. Um, I do have the coaching program, so I definitely want to help agents um, who want this lifestyle or who want the entrepreneurial lifestyle to be able to get up and running in their business. Because um, they do say about 80 to 90% of agents get out of business like the first year up to the fifth year. So I want to prevent that. Um, and then my biggest thing is really to take this big mindset and motivational, um, probably nationwide. I really want to travel and be a motivational speaker. Um, cause I feel like words are very powerful and I can reach, um, you know, a platform at a big level of helping people where they're in the journey. I'll be able to say something that will be just what they needed to help take them to the next level. Well, I'm sure that once you find your, uh, platform and you find your niche, I'm sure there's going to be great things coming up for you. Sounds like there's already, uh, based on our conversation before we started it, Sounds like you already have some good things in mind. And I think you are really on to something with some of the topics that you talk about all the time. And uh, I think in general, you're really on to something. And, <laughs> Thank you. I uh, appreciate that. <laughs> that's, that's why I had you on here today. And uh, where can people, speaking of all this social media stuff, they can <laughs> find you at Move with Malik. Yeah, on Instagram, follow Move with Malik, and then on Facebook, it's just Laura Malik. Um, but they're tied two together. But those those are my social media platforms that I like the most. All right. Is there any other way that people can uh, get in touch with you, or is that like the primary starting point? That's a good primary starting point. Fair enough. Well, uh, I know that you are a busy lady, and you have probably something else that you need to do here so i'm gonna wrap this up thank you so much it took a little bit of time for us to get this going but uh, well, we got there that's all that matters yeah no we definitely got there and this was a great conversation i really appreciate you taking out the time and uh we'll definitely be following your journey so awesome thank you so much you're welcome and that's Mark My Words. I'll be back with another episode soon. Thank you.